let's just be honest with ourselves. If you are a human being and you say that you've never had that awkward moment where you're just meeting somebody for the first time and you don't really know what to say, you're probably lying. So you probably want to get that right with God. Um, we've all had those moments. And the, the fun fact that I'm about to bring up to you is one of my favorite conversation openers. Second only to asking them what color their toothbrush is, and of course asking them whether they like black licorice, because if they like black licorice, they're probably not good friend quality. Don't worry guys, I like black licorice too. So this is one of my favorite fun facts ever, and here it is. Due to the thermal expansion of metals that occurred during the summertime, the tower, the Eiffel Tower, the Eiffel Tower grows an average of 15 centimeters, and to us common folks, that is 6 inches in the hottest months. So the Eiffel Tower, an inanimate object, grows 6 inches every couple months during the hottest months. That means the inanimate object has grown about twice as much as I have in the past 10 years. That's crazy. Also kind of demeaning, so... No, I'm kidding. Completely kidding. Another fun fact that I got for you today, and this one, I'm just telling you because it made me laugh. This this is how serious we need to take getting ourselves off of um, electronics, because as we know, electronics really do r rule what we do throughout the day. Um, this guy had an idea. He, he had this idea that during work hours, this man named Manish Sethi, and I know that's not the way you pronounce it, but that's the way I'm going to as my homeschooled American self is going to do. Manish Sethi, to wean himself off of Facebook, hired a woman at $8 an hour for an eight-hour day to slap him every single time he got on Facebook during work hours. This guy was committed he was all sorts of committed. And as soon as I mentioned that, my girlfriend was like, yep, I would do that. And lovely, if you're listening right now, I 100% think that you should go for that. I think your resume would really shine in this area of expertise. Voice crack right there. That was something. I mean, but think about it. I mean, you make that being an ace employee worker. Would you rather go and have to do customer service, you know, do all of the things that ace hardware people do ace is not the helpful place by the way that's a lie um actually that's a story that i might tell in a second but would you rather do that or would you rather get paid eight dollars an hour eight dollars an hour to slap somebody in the face every time they tried to get on facebook i just i love that idea and since i mentioned ace hardware um here's a little story i, I used to work at ace hardware and i was I don't know why this is Ben Shelby story hour, but I guess it's it's like 1030 at night right now. So I'm just getting it all out of my system before I start talking about Psalm 119. We're back in Psalm 119 again, by the way. But I was working at Ace and I was the we would sharpen these chainsaw chains, right? And the way we did that is you come to the service hub, which is located in the center of the store. And then you would give us the chain and we would take it back. The chain guy would do his chain guy thing and sharpen them. And then he'd put them on this rack. And on this rack, we would have names. Well, and there's this whole system. That's, that's what I'm trying to say there. There's this whole system. And this guy comes up. 
and he's talking to me, and I'm trying to get his chain ready, you know, and next thing you know, I hear just yelling from the back of the store, and one of my coworkers, Kevin, was, he, he, he's a really nice guy, he, um, was trying to just calm the customer down and this guy storms off like a giant man baby turns around i don't even know what he was angry about but he turns around literally screams in kevin's face ace is not the helpful place that literally happened a grown man baby yelled ace is not the helpful place in the middle of this store while i was doing my little chain guy thing so that happened so apparently ace is not the helpful place and take it from an insider, that's probably, probably right, judging by how they were going to hire a 15-year-old kid who didn't know anything, um, he's not necessarily the, the professional that they pride themselves on hiring, anyway, that is besides the point, we have a comment, and if you're like, a comment, how did he do that, well, actually, on most of my episodes, I have a little Q&A thing, so, if you would like to butt in on the conversation, then you can do that now, because that is a thing that I am doing. Um, on my episode 43, it is your choice, fall on God or God falls on you, um, I asked if there was any ways that they, anybody thought that I could set up my desk a little bit better, because if you remember, I was doing video podcasts a whole two weeks ago, and my boy Keegan Hurst said, if the camera was set up about eye level, it might be better, but who knows? You know what? First off, Keegan, um, you should know. That's why I asked the question. You should have known. So, that's that's on you, buddy. But, <laughs> um, yeah, well, Keegan, thank you for your input on the eye level thing. But I am not doing video podcasts anymore because it was a mess. I have to edit the video, and I remember... Why I'm not doing YouTube videos? Because YouTube videos are awful. They're awful. I am doing my episode right now in my work clothes that I've been in for the past 12 hours. That's the way I'd rather do it. So, um, yes, I, I don't have to get dressed up. I don't have to do anything. So, if you guys are looking for the video podcasts, you can watch that one that I did that one time. Um, I'm not going not gonna to be doing it again for... A little while and fun fact for you even when I did that episode I was um, in my pajamas so if you I don't know if you could see it but I was in my pajamas I was wearing my pajama pants but thank you Keegan for giving your thoughts on that so I've, now that I got all that off my chest we are running about eight minutes in to the broadcast and I haven't even started opening the Bible. So, real quick though, don't forget to rate the show if you don't mind. Um, go ahead and share it if you would like to do that. And I'm just trying to find a polite way to ask to rate the show because the more that you rate, the more that you share, the more people can be um, blessed with the gospel. Not that I'm anything great, but that this is God's words that I'm trying to bring, and God's words are great. I can I can pride on that. That God's words are great so please rate the show share it with any of your friends don't forget you can follow me on instagram and twitter and you can talk to me on instagram and twitter i am open to talking to anyone and everyone you can also email me at the godcast with benjamin shelby at gmail.com all of that is in the episode descriptions um so you can look down there and you can find me on all of that and also if you'd like to be mentioned on the show or have your voice on the show you can send a voice message to me and i will put it in the show all of that to say let's get started in psalm 119
Now, if you don't remember where we left off, we left off on Psalm 119, verse 80. It said, Let my heart be sound in thy statutes, that I be not ashamed. Now, if that interests you, and this is your first time listening, go ahead and go back to the last episode. Actually, this is an entire series through Psalm 119, so you can just hit the Psalm 119 videos, and you'll be caught up to now. But we're going to begin in verse number 81 it says my soul fainteth for thy salvation but i hope in thy word now today i want to point out something i try to point out one thing in each of the little eight verses that it's broken into today's thing that i want to point out is it's okay to be faint you don't always have to be the strong christian now let me explain what i mean here David, or the psalmist, whoever wrote this psalm, he says that he is faint. There's nothing wrong with being tired, okay? That's natural. And honestly, with just living in this world, you will be faint. You will be tired, period. There's so much to fight against all the time. I work at a Christian environment, and I love my job, and I love the people there. So if there's anybody listening, I, I really do love you. But it's a constant battle for my mind, and it's a constant battle for my reputation, for my testimony. It's a constant battle for the name of Christ. It's a constant battle, and I get tired. And this psalmist got tired. We're living in a literal battle we're we're living in the midst of a war guys it's okay to be tired it's what you do when you're tired it's what you do when you're faint that is what's going to determine the outcome and how you will continue living your life i heard it put this way one time god never promised you an easy life but he promised you that he will give you a great savior to carry you through it God never promised you an easy life. He never promised you that everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. He never promised you that you're going to never have a hard time. As a matter of fact, he promised you the opposite, that those who live godly will suffer persecution. That's the promise. But you're not doing it alone. Yeah, sure, God never promised you that everything will be okay, but he promised you that take my yoke upon me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you want to have a light burden, if you want to be able to get set free from your distresses, from your burdens, take a hold of God's yoke. You know, something interesting that actually um, one of my sister's friends brought up one time was that a yoke of oxen holds people together so they can't move. Not people. <laughs> Whoa, that got a little weird. No, but it holds two oxen together. It holds them together. So that the, not one of them has to carry the weight alone. And God says, hey, come beside me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. It's okay to be faint. It's okay to be tired, but remember that God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but not really because there's a lot more that I have to say here. So buckle in because we are just starting. It says, my eyes fail thy word saying, when wilt thou 
comfort me in verse 82. And that word faint, or not faint, that word fail means to destroy. It means literally to waste. That's what that word translates to. So he's saying, hey, my my eyes are wasting your law. My eyes are destroying your law, saying, hey, when will you save me? My eyes have a have a wrong idea that you already haven't saved me. That's what he's saying here. And something that's interesting is that even though he's faint, he knows the truth from a lie. He's tired. He's waiting for God's salvation. And he says, hey, my eyes are lying to me. My mind is lying to me. This whole follow your heart craze is lying to you. Okay, because the things that you think are true are not true. God is not sitting there as some sort of cosmic being just watching you go through suffering. No, he's right there beside you. And even though he was going through these hard times, he still had his defenses up. He still knew a truth from a lie. And as we keep reading, we'll be able to see that more. But I'm telling you, the number one thing we do, the number one thing we do when we go through hard times is we do exactly what he did. We say, God, why, why are you doing this to me? God, when are you going to save me? Because when we go through hard times, we're not really in our right mind. When we're tired, we don't, we're not really in our right mind. You know, oftentimes my, um, somebody will come in and wake me up when I'm, when I'm just wake up. Right. And I'll be able to hold a conversation but it's not the conversation I'm thinking I'm holding. Like, I say weird, weird stuff. Why? Because when you're tired, when you're faint, when you're, when you're, um, I guess just tired. I don't know why I have to elaborate on that more. I think you guys know what tired is. When you're tired, you don't, you don't think straight. You're not thinking straight. And you can't really discern easily from a truth to a lie. There's, there's so many, so many funny things I could actually say, but, um, because I love my mother, I'm not going to mention them (laughs) because, um, they all have to do with her. But when she's, when she's asleep, she's asleep. That's the way it is. But he was able to discern. He was able to understand the truth from a lie. And he says, Hey, my eyes are destroying your word. My eyes, they can't see anything and they're wasting your perfect word. He says, sometimes I think, when will you come for me? And then in verse 83, for I've become like a bottle in the smoke, yet do I not forget thy statutes. That's it. He he is feeling this way. He's feeling like he's in nothing. He feels like he's alone. These feelings are real. You, you probably feel like that sometimes, that you're alone. You know what? Feelings change. They do on a constant basis. Sometimes I feel like I love this thing and then the next thing I feel like, no, I, I, could, I could do without that. Feelings change. Feelings fail. Love never will. And God's love for him and his love for God never fails. His feelings change. His feelings change towards God, but he can see the truth from the lie that, hey, God never left me. God never let me alone. God is still there. He saw that truth, and he says, I will still 
keep thy testimonies. Even though he couldn't see, even though he's like a bottle in the, in the smoke, and he can't see anything around him, and he's feeling alone, and he feels like there's nobody left here, and he, he's saying, God, when will you save me? He knows that God is there. Because your feelings change, but God's love for you never will, and your love for God, if you truly love him, never will fail. Feelings fail. Love never does. And then in verse 34, (laughs) then in verse 84, how many days, how many are the days of thy servant? When wilt thou execute judgment on them that persecute me? Again, that's the promise that God gives us that all that live godly will suffer persecution. Now that word persecution is interesting and I'll get into that some other podcast, but you have the basic idea that you will be persecuted because of your faith. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be killed or you'll be tortured, but there's certain to a certain degree, you will suffer persecution if you are serving God. That's a promise. And he's saying, God, when will you, when will you execute judgment on these people? These are questions that a lot of us are too afraid to ask God, right? We're like, oh, well, God has a great plan, so who am I to question? If if that's the case, then God wouldn't give answers. If God didn't want you to question, God wouldn't give answers. Now, it's important that he is asking to learn. He is asking to understand. He's truly asking to understand. Don't go to God and asking him these questions in an attackful way because try to attack a God of, the, not a God, try to attack the God of the universe and see how that turns out for you. You can write me a letter. Um, you can write me an email on that at the Godcast with Benjamin Shelby at gmail.com. Um, see how that goes. But <laughs> he's asking because he actually wants to know. He's saying, God, when are you going to execute judgment on these people? Notice he didn't say if. God, are you going to execute judgment? He says, when are you? Wait on the Lord. He is going to pull through even if you don't know when. The proud have digged pits for me, which are not after thy law. Thy commandments are faithful. They that persecute me wrongly, help thou me. So he sees another thing. He says, hey, these people, they're not of you. These people that persecute me hate you. Jesus says that if they hate you, it's not because they hate you, it's because they hated him first. That's paraphrasing, obviously, but you get the point. And he's saying, God, these people that are persecuting me are not of you. And it's getting hard for me to see, and I'm feeling alone, God. But your law never fails. That's what it says right here in verse 85 or 86. All thy commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongly. Help thou me. He knows his help. He knows who can help him. He knows that God's law is faithful, even though those who persecute me or those who persecute him are doing wrongfully. He says that right there. They that persecute me are doing wrong. They're in the wrong. You're in the right. God, help me. It's okay to be tired. It's okay to be faint. It's okay to have burdens. That's living life. But the important thing is, is this psalmist absolutely knew the truth from the lies. He knew that these people that persecute him wrongly are in the wrong. He knew that God is in the right and that he's going to follow God in the right even though he feels like he's alone, even though he feels like there's nothing left, even though he feels like a bottle in the smoke, he's going to follow God. That is powerful stuff. 
At least I think is powerful stuff. Because oftentimes, what do we do when we get discouraged? What do we do when we get tired? We oftentimes back away from God's word. We oftentimes withdraw from God and be like, God, why are you doing this to me? God, you're the one in the wrong because these people are doing wrong things to me. No. He knew that not the psalmist, he knew that God was in the right, these people are in the wrong, and God, you're going to execute judgment. It's not what it's not if you're going to execute judgment upon them, it's when are you going to execute judgment upon them. He trusted in God. Oh, that we would have a faith like this psalmist. They have almost consumed me upon the earth, but I forsook not thy precepts. They almost consumed him. They are they are, are so pressing upon him that they almost consumed him. He says, but God, I'm focusing on you. God, I feel alone. God, I feel empty. God, I feel like there's nothing left for me to do. There's no reason for me to live anymore, but my eyes are on you. Guys, it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to have these burdens because God, again, he says that it's going to happen, but separate the truth from the lies, guys. Friends, God says that he will pull through and the psalmist knew. Maybe you're going through a financial problem right now. Maybe you're going through a marital problem. Maybe you're going through a problem that I can't even describe because it's so out of, it's, it's so unique to you. Maybe, maybe. And you can say, hey, you're just a kid. You don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand the way, all the problems that I have. You are absolutely right. Honestly, I have absolutely no way to even know who's listening. So you are absolutely right that I have no idea what you're going through. But if I was sitting here and I was telling you that Benjamin Shelby promises you that you will pull through, that God will pull through, that wouldn't mean anything. That shouldn't mean anything. But what should mean everything is that the God of the universe wrote this so that you can have peace. God wrote this so that you can have peace in your life. That is the truth. That is the power of God's word. That is the way that you can know that no matter who's saying it, somebody understands you. And that's God. It's hard to say that God doesn't understand what you're going through when he sees you, right? And God's saying, hey, you're going through these hard times, but separate the truth from the lie. It's okay to go through these hard times. I'm here. God says that his hand is not um, weary that it cannot save. His hand is outstretched. It's ready to save you, but you just have to wait on his timing. And I promise you, again, not I, but God's word promises you that he will pull through and you will pull through of this and you'll be stronger than before if you can keep your eyes on God. You will be tired at some point in your life. Keep your eyes on God because God has never taken his eyes off of you. Now we're on the last verse. Quicken me. That word quicken means awaken. Awaken me after thy loving kindness. So shall I keep the testimonies of thy mouth. Awaken me in your word. Awaken me in your love. Awaken me in your kindness, God. Awaken me in you so that I can keep your word. Man, every single segment, every single section of Psalm 119, there's a through line. There's a point, and that point is that God's word, like last week, can make you unashamed. If you are fully in God's word, you will be unashamed. Now, this week, we're talking about if you're fully in God's word, you will have hope. You will you will be able to separate the truth from the lie. And as this last verse says, you will be 
if you're awakened in God's word, you'll be able to understand, you'll be able to keep the testimonies of God. God's word is amazing. God's word can save you. God's word can help you separate the truth from the lie. If you're going through a hard time right now, if you're going through the problems that um, that are unique to you, listen, God knows. God sees you. And it's natural for you to be tired. But don't be weary in well-doing. The Bible says, continue the fight of faith. Guys, push through. Push through. And separate the truth from the lies. God is simply there to help you out of it. Don't point the finger at God. Guys, thank him for being there for you. Separate the truth from the lies. Know God is there. And God will pull through, I promise you. Again, not only me, but God's word promises you if you stick through, if you fight the good fight of faith, if you continue not being weary and well-doing, you will be rewarded beyond anything you can ever imagine. Psalm 119 has given me a love for the Bible that I never thought I could have. Every single day, I go through things, and I know you go through things, and God knows we go through things, but his word will pull through. His promises are true. And as we end off yet another episode, I want to remind you of John 3.16. For God so loved the world, that's you, that's me, you can put your name in there, that he gave his only begotten son. Don't forget that you are loved by God. Don't let anybody tell you that you are not worth it because you were worth enough that Jesus Christ bled and died on the cross for you and don't forget you can follow me on instagram and dm me with any questions comments or concerns you might have on this episode and i will gladly get back to you as soon as possible so until next time god bless